Have you been confused by what the media is talking about with the Texas case, the Texas heartbeat bill that recently came out of the Supreme Court or the Dobbs case or the Casey decision or Roe v. Wade? Today, I've got with me Mario Diaz, our general counsel, and we're going to sort through all that. So join us. Strong women, smart policy, solid theology, and no apology. This is Concerned Women Today with Penny Young Nance. CEO and President of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy organization for women in the nation. Here's your host, Penny Nance. Joining me on our podcast is Mario Diaz, who's our longtime legal counsel here at CWA, Jack of all trades. He wrote a beautiful amicus brief on the Dobbs case that we're going to discuss in a minute. Excited to have you on because as we've discussed the Supreme Court decision on September 1st, which basically allowed the Texas law, SB8, to go forward, the Texas heartbeat law to go forward, there's been a lot of confusion around it. And and frankly, I think much of it manufactured by the left. Of course, yeah. Because they don't want you to know the whole thing. And they certainly don't want you to concentrate on what's going to come next, which is the Dobbs case, which is why I was just holding up your beautiful amicus, which I think is so well-written. They don't want anyone talking about that. So they would rather obfuscate and look Mm -hmm. over here and do the little head fake thing. So everybody's looking at Texas and we're happy to talk about Texas. So let's talk about Texas. So the other side, Mario says, oh, the, the sky is falling. This is a frontal assault on Roe. This is the end of women's health. I mean, you know, just make it up, whatever you're going to say next. It's just the craziest thing you can come up with, right. that's what they're saying. Right. And our side, I got this question actually from an LA Times reporter who said, I talked to the other side and they're just about setting themselves on fire, you that's know, right. and talking about this bill. And then when we talk to the, con- the conservatives, the pro-life groups, they're much more circumspect about it. And I said, yeah, because it's not a touchdown. Like, right, right. This, is, this is really just, you know, moving the ball forward down the field, something that we have been working on many, 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 many decades now yeah. since, since Roe and certainly after Casey. Yeah. So I would love it. So I said, let's just kind of cut through it today, bring you on to discuss what did the court actually say? What does the Texas law really say? And then what's coming next? And sort of let's get a little bit into the history. So September 1st, the court refuses to strike down the Texas law. What did the Texas law actually do? The Texas law is a heartbeat bill. What is considered a heartbeat bill? It basically says that they want to restrict, severely restrict abortion once a heartbeat is detected inside the womb. It's an, a place where almost all Americans agree there's a human life there. You remember, if you're a mom, when you first heard that heartbeat, you were excited. Yeah. That's the And by the way, Mario has four children. That's so right. I know the experience well. Beautiful wife, Jennifer. We love her. I have all those children. recordings of the first yeah. time I heard the, yes. the heartbeat. So, yes, yeah. all of us. It yes. is an amazing, miraculous experience. And so everyone knows, polls show, most people think abortion should be severely restricted after mm-hmm. uh, in the later uh, stages of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So Texas takes this approach. And again, People of Texas have made their voice heard. The legislature has passed it. The mm-hmm. governor has sent it. So the, the democratic process has happened already. 
And now this is the law of the land. And so now the, the, the abortion has come to challenge. Yes. So let me put a little pin in this because the other side is like, it's six weeks. Women don't even know yet. My position is if you don't know you're pregnant by the time there's a heartbeat, you don't want to know. That's right. Because you do know, yeah. as a woman who's had two children, you know, your body has told you something's going on. And one of the things they say to sort of cloud the question is, well, you know, these later term abortions are often pediatric situations where right. the kids hit it from the parents. Right. Like, okay, right. that might be true. Right. That might be true. It doesn't change the fact that you've got another pediatric patient yeah. that yeah. is in utero. And yes. let's have the discussion about that. So heartbeat bill. I, you know, I'm not sure the timing on that eight weeks, maybe, I don't know. But again, your body's gone through a lot of changes. If you don't know you're pregnant by the time a heartbeat, I truly, I believe this, you don't want to know. And it is part of the problem, right? That that's the sort of conversation, the sort of debate you want to have when this life began. That was the debate we were having in 1973 when the court stepped in and essentially robbed the entire country of this vital discussion yes. so 1973 when there was no sonogram exactly. when the, the technology our was phones, no apple computer our phones were rotary yeah. right and so the court in 73 the rules that they set up which were nothing past viability not or sort of this tri fake trimester test exactly. which then with dovey bolton they completely undid like they undid it and then went even further and sort of undergirded it in the casey decision so what That's let's right. come back to that in just a yeah. second so what did the texas law actually say so now the abortionists come and ask the courts to stop the enforcement of this law uh the law is uh, unique in that it doesn't give the government the ability to prosecute anybody. Right. It gives the private citizen the ability to sue civil, uh, to bring a civil suit, means money, right? You right. will pay a fine if you will. Against who though? Against the abortionist. Against right? the abortionist. No, no, nothing against the woman. So the court now received this emergency appeal saying stop this law. And the court does what the court should do most of the time, which is do not, don't step in and interfere in the mm -hmm. democratic process. The people have passed this law mm -hmm. in a fair, just manner. People had a chance to mm -hmm. make their arguments. The abortions had a chance to make their arguments in the legislature. And so, but, but they are not used to this, right? The abortion side is used to the court always stepping in. Always taking their side. And saving them from what the majority of the people don't want. You know, they don't want uh, women to, to, to have to experience abortion, especially in the later stages. Mm -hmm. And so the court simply said, no, we're not going to interfere. That's all it said. Uh, yeah, but of there, course they, because not one suit has actually happened, right? right? And now we may start, we're starting to see those kind of ramp up. And we, right. we're seeing abortionists saying, I'm going to violate right. the law. Go ahead and sue me, setting it up for a test, which we knew would come. Yeah. And then the bigger question will get decided. Yeah. So really what happened, and this is what I was telling the LA Times, is the court put a pin in the question. That's right. They put a pin in the question. Let's let this go forward. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And the other thing I said to the reporter is that I look forward to forever driving a stake into the heart of the fake argument that women never regret their abortions. Oh. Because I truly believe that these suits are going to yeah. be brought by women who yeah. suddenly have this eye-opening reckoning of the fact that, yeah. what have I done? Yeah. And you broke the law, abortionist, and took my money, 
to take the life of my child. And now I have to live with that. And so now I think that's who you're going to see the majority of these suits brought by and who should be bringing these suits, by the way, and perhaps the fathers, um, perhaps, you know, grandparents. I mean, this is you're going to see people that and if we're smart about it, we'll make sure it's the parties that are most um, impacted will be the ones that will actually be bringing the suit. So the bottom line then is all the Texas case did was say there can be a we call that a private cause of action in which um, the mom, the, the, the expecting mom, father, some party can file suit against an abortionist as a civil suit in civil court for breaking the law. The government is not involved. And right. the Supreme Court said, let's see how that works out, yeah. which is what often the, mostly the Supreme Court should do. Right. It should only be, you know, in these really rare, most egregious cases in which the Supreme Court stops yeah. the will of the people. And yeah. in Texas, most people are there, like, right. like you said. So we're going to see how this works out. So they put a pin, as I told the LA Times, they put a pin in the question with the Texas case. The other side wants to, you know, blow it up and make it the worst case scenario when truthfully, it's not. It's not a home run. It's, you know, I can, or I, a touchdown or whatever, yeah. however you want to set, characterize it. It's just a movement down the field. Back to my football yep. metaphor. It's yep. just a movement down the field. Okay. Here's the bigger case though. This is the one that your lovely brief was written right. on. And, uh, and that I believe is on our website. If people want to come and read it and they should download right. it and take a look at it right. in, I believe we don't have the date yet, right? Mm, November, yeah. we think December, maybe now December, the Supreme court takes up the case of Dobbs versus Jackson's Jackson women's, women's whole women's, women's health with it, which is in Jackson, Mississippi. So in Mississippi, the Mississippi legislature by the will of the people passed legislation saying that abortions would be prohibited in the state of Mississippi after 15 weeks. That's right. Okay. 15 weeks. This is past the first trimester, well right. into the second trimester. Anybody that's had a baby is saying you are well into the thick of things in your pregnancy. There's no question. Pretty soon, if you pretty soon you're going to start to feel movement. You may have already. There's a lot happening. That baby already has its eyes and limbs, has a beating heart, of course, has brain waves. I mean, there's a has all of her major organs. This is a late-term abortion. But the issue is what Casey what Rose said about pre-viability abortions. Yeah. So the challenge is the question before the court in the Mississippi case, which is the Dobbs case, which is the big kahuna coming up in the fall, is whether any state in any state in the country at all can limit abortion pre-viability. Viability yeah. now, I mean, you know, Roe put it at like 24 weeks is really more like 21 weeks at this point and is going to continue to move back earlier as technology and science gets better. So did I accurately describe that? That's exactly right. And the connection that you made between the, the, the concerns of women and what they go through in this case is that when you think about it, this test about previability has nothing to do with the woman. So they have no, they, their concerns are completely ignored with the court, which was one of the most just egregious errors in this case is that the lower court completely dismissed all the evidence that Texas had to show about how women suffer after an abortion 
at all the, the consequences that this might have, because the only question is, is the baby viable? Mm. So if you think about that, that is just a question of looking at the baby, is it viable or is it not? And even that, right, is a question of uh, how uh, how far we've gotten alone in the science. Yeah, which because, is a moving target. Yeah, it's a moving target. So, But here mm. we are in 2021, still having to go all the way to the Supreme Court to have them second guess every movement that, that a state wants to do in terms mm -hmm. of, of, so if the science um, moves, right? If we get bigger, bigger sonograms, if we are able to look even further into the pregnancy, uh, we will have to go all the way to the Supreme Court again for them to approve the next stage and the right. next stage. It's and, just, and, and just to kind of, let, let's recognize, like what an odd thing yeah. that humanity is based on whether or not you can live all by yourself without any help from medical science from any because if that's the test for humanity there's a whole bunch of people that don't oh, yeah. actually make yeah. it elderly people people who are on life support people who are on kidney dialysis right. people who have to have oxygen yeah. i mean that's the test of our humanity we have long blown past that thankfully medical science has come so far and again to your point it continues to evolve to the point where these numbers of um, a child being able to survive outside of the womb gets earlier and earlier and earlier. Yeah. And so the court has put itself in really an untenable position where it acts as a super legislator all the time, only on this issue. In other issues, they recognize that that is not their role. But in the issue of abortion, starting with Roe, where they set up a system based on trimesters based on no science whatsoever, they just decided this is the way it's going to be. And they shifted, as you said, they abandoned that explicitly. Very quickly. In Casey, yeah, mm -hmm. and then went with this pre-viability. And then the states are left in this position, especially states where people want to protect, like they want to value those who are mm -hmm. uh, more vul vulnerable, as you say, not only in this context, but all throughout life. Then they are in this tough position or having to play around with the law and that's why uh, Texas did this is because the Supreme Court has been so restricted mm -hmm. that they're just looking for a way to save babies, mm -hmm. to protect, to, to support mothers. Mm -hmm. uh, again, as I said, because of this test that the Supreme Court has said, uh, this, the, the, the plight of women is completely ignored. That is mm -hmm. just unbelievable, even for the other side. I think they would agree with that. They mm -hmm. want to um, uh, take a look at what women are going through. So I, I hope that's one of the, the, the things that pushes the court to abandon mm -hmm. uh, the way it has meddled. Again, the most egregious thing that we have, haven't talked about yet is that this is based on nothing in the Constitution. Nothing right. in the right, Constitution right. <laughs> allows them to set up any of this. They just right. made it out the of- The number of the 14th Amendment, which, yeah. were, you know, if you're going to play that game, you can do a whole bunch of things, right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of numbers you could put together. Anybody can access, you know, just Google Constitution of the United States, just read it from top to bottom, right. and there is no right to an abortion. And the Supreme Court has struggled. At first, it said it was privacy, then said it was liberty. They just tried to look for a way to justify what they have done, but it is unjustifiable. Well, and let's remember, uh, this is so interesting to me, um, that even Ruth Bader Ginsburg right. said that the problem with Roe is that it took the discussion away from the states. And she believed that the states were going to work it out, mm -hmm. right? And and maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. I mean, it's it's a really just a hardwired question. Do you think that a child in the womb 
is part of our human family and deserves uh, to have, you know, legal protection, or, or you don't. Right. Um, I, I guess that's sort of the polls for the politicos, right? right? And then I guess, and the truthfully, there are people in the middle, mm -hmm. but there are a lot more people that come closer to agreeing with right. us that life begins in conception right. and and um, deserves protection from conception to natural death. Then the other side whose position is abortion should be legal anytime, any reason, any number yeah. for, you know, all paid for by the taxpayer. That's their position. That's the Planned Parenthood position. That has been the court's position, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and it certainly was, uh, you know, the, the left leaning judges on the court um, and, and all the activists. Uh, it was Hillary Clinton's position yeah. in, you know, in her debate with with President Trump. Uh, they may not quite be where I am, but if you look at the polling data, they're much closer to our position than the other side. And they they really start to lose people yeah. in the debate when you start go in past first trimester. And that's a which is why Dobbs is such a threat yeah. to them. That's a healthy debate. And one that we should have, it's a policy question that we should all engage in. And it's healthy for the for, for the public to engage in it. I think that's what Ruth Bader Ginsburg was getting at and why the court needs to overturn Roe finally. Mm -hmm. And I think this goes to your the way you started this case, uh, this discussion, is that all this, the sky is falling, this uh, hysteria mm -hmm. from the other side mm -hmm. is just for show. If Roe is overturned, we are going to have the discussion that we always should have from mm -hmm. the beginning. It doesn't mean we win and all the babies will be protected um, from now on because each state will have to develop right. their own policy. Right. So that's what I was saying again to yeah. this report. I'm like, I'm ready to have that fight yeah. on every state. By the way, I, I do. I don't want to diminish what Texas did because let's make no mistake. Babies will live yeah. because of what Texas did. Because when women have to take a beat and think about what's happening next and like, okay, well, maybe I need to go out of state. This is a little yeah. bit later. And then it all suddenly gets real, right? And then you start maybe having discussions with your parents or yeah. with your boyfriend or partner, whatever it is. And it gets a little, and your neighbors and your friends and people in your, your church or whatever, it gets more real and babies will survive. Sure. That's why it's so important. These prohibitions that start to women's right to know parental notification all sure. of these make the question much more a heavier question and it should be right. because it has life and death implications for the child it also has and it, and i you know it really emotionally gets me it has lifelong implications for these young women that's right that this is a decision in a moment of crisis that is going to impact them for the rest of their lives. And we want to take care That's right. to make sure that everybody is able to really weigh in and love on them and give them every opportunity to choose life. That's right. And that's also something I'm very grateful for, that the pro-life movement has grown up. Yeah. Like we're no longer just about the law. We're about all the services to help them make the right decision, yeah. to help them make it easy to choose life yeah. instead of it just being, don't do it. It's going to be like, don't do it, but let us help you. Let us come alongside you. Yeah. You know, there's only about um, 800 brick and mortar Planned Parenthood clinics in the country. Right. There's about 4,000 pregnancy care centers in this nation, staffed yeah. by volunteers, many of whom are Concerned Women for America members. Like right. we put our money where our mouth is. Right. Con contributions, 
doctors and nurses and professionals and clothing closets and healthcare. I mean, it is a, it's very holistic now in their approach. It's not just like, you know, a sweet little like Catholic lady with like a, a model of a, a developing baby. I mean, that yeah. is how it started out, which was important yep. because it actually it gave vision to like what's inside mm -hmm. your womb before they had it. Now it's much bigger. So I'm very grateful for what's yeah. happening in pro-life movement. I'm very grateful yeah. for Texas. It, babies will be saved, yeah. but it's way bigger than this when it comes, this one decision, yeah. when it comes to what's happening on the legal front. And it is one of the things we're asking the court also to consider that, you know, for the longest time also, the court had considered what women were experiencing before an abortion, mm -hmm. but this pregnancy happened. Mm -hmm. And so even after you have an abortion, we have dealt with women who mm -hmm. experience uh, crisis after they've had an abortion. Mm -hmm. and the court again has ignored that for the most part the abortion industry ignores it mm -hmm. it is so pro-life people who've come alongside them to help them to that great grief that can happen and i think the court needs to take a look at that it is reasonable for a state to want to protect their their women from that too mm -hmm. to say we want you to know what you're getting into that there can be complications that you can experience grief a loss you have you are a mother mm -hmm. Even when you have an abortion, and and when you realize that the so the court sort of got to the point almost to admitting that in the Carhartt decision we had to deal with the uh, partial birth abortion ban which they upheld, um, and, and Justice Kennedy for the first time acknowledged the grief mm -hmm. when a woman sort of realizes what she has done, which can happen, and especially at such a late stage in that case. Um, but they haven't really considered it as they wait because they're waiting those two interests, right? The woman's right to choose that they just created. But they acknowledge that the state has a, an interest in the life of the unborn. There's a, an important case in 1979 where they acknowledge that the state, in, even in public funding, they can choose to promote life mm -hmm. instead of abortion. Mm -hmm. So they can even prefer one thing over another, but then they still end up uh, crushing every state's uh, um, attempt. At, right. At, at, and then you have states like California that want to force pregnancy care centers to promote abortion. We, right. we won on that case, actually. Right. Finally allowed, yeah, right? that, that was an important court decision that CW was uh, on the forefront of. So say Dobbs wins and we take on viability. Let's say, you know, let's say best case scenarios, which, you know, there's a lot of different ways this could actually work out, but let's right. say it's a full frontal takedown, full on takedown of Roe. That's right. You kind of, you mentioned it before. What happens then? Yeah, the discussion is happening. Some states have already taken prior action, if you will, so that they can protect it through their constitution. It's called trigger laws, right? Through, yeah, through their legislatures. Even uh, left-leaning states have mm -hmm. uh, acted to, to do that. So, Every state will sort of play around and try to establish what they see Their is the law. best right. policy for women and children and the unborn. And I think although these discussions, as we said, you know, we haven't even talked about adoption, which mm -hmm. is should be a part of this equation too. That you know they want to talk. About, oh, you want to force it's women this to, or that? Yeah, you want to not... force women to have children and and, and and put shackles on them. No, there are other options. There are other laws that protect, that support, uh, you know, even, you know, it was interesting to me to see a clip of uh, Rachel Maddow after mm -hmm. the, the Texas law came out. 
And she went on a rampage and said, you know, if you're going to force women to to have uh, children, then you got to force the father to pay up for the for the child. We're like, yes. We're like, sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And there should, yes, and there should be insurance coverage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're like, okay, we got you. We're waiting for you to lose us here. <laughs> we want to support women at every stage, no matter. Um, well, it just shows how clueless they are, yeah. right? Yeah. They don't even know how we yeah. think. Like they like yes yes we yeah. absolutely think that that fathers have a responsibility to the children that they help create a hundred percent. Sometimes I testified about that years ago about how that you know we have to in welfare reform like we have to make sure that yeah. that men are you know held responsible for their children yes. that that you shouldn't be able to just walk away from them that should never be the case that should never be the case you know sometimes they think that we're just pretending it's right. sort of politically no, <laughs> important for 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 republicans or conservatives yes. to win uh, so they take on abortion it's not the case mm. uh, many of us mm. me included you know sort of came to policy mm -hmm. because of the concern yep. for the unborn me so too. um you know it, it's just preposterous but i think again mm. Having the discussion, we're not afraid of the discussion. We want to have that discussion. We want to show real concern for women's needs in crisis pregnancies. They won't be left alone. Um, and I think if we praise God to God, see the end of Roe, it will be a victory. It's just, and it's just the beginning. Yeah, like when we had the the the, the victory against slavery. I mean, mm. it's that sort of impact this injustice mm -hmm. about the unborn it, it, it mm -hmm. can be compared to that to dread scott and the, and the stain in our country because of that but it's just the beginning this just begins the the state by state yeah. fight and the conversation truthfully in california and new york and new jersey like that's a heavier lift but there's other states that are already with us that already think oh my goodness like what are we doing we need to protect these babies and maybe they're again maybe it's not at conception but maybe it's somewhere Exactly. way earlier than what we're doing now what, exactly. what's happening now and so i'm happy yeah. to have that conversation yeah. let us have that argument because i think we win yeah i think we win when we have that argument um the other question that came up was and you kind of touched on this was um well you know the the life issue has been a really important rallying point for Republicans, you know, since Roe v. Wade, and it's brought a bunch of people to the table, to elected office, to vote in yeah. every, every year, you know, it really brings people out on elect, an election night. Yeah. And it is this sort of watermark yeah. issue for us. If you can't get us here, if you don't, you don't believe a baby in the womb is human life, yeah. then I can't believe you on anything else. Right? right. And so right. she said, you know, if you all actually win, uh, what's going to happen? You lose one of your key issues. And, and it's also about the Supreme Court. And I said, first off, I, I'll make that trade yes. any day. This is not I a do. political issue, issue for us. And, and she actually, they quoted me very accurately in, in the LA Times. It's like, look, we're true believers. Right. Like we will make that trade. This is not about politics for us. Right. And, you know, when, when it goes to the courts, you know, this is a key issue when you're talking about the courts and thank God for Donald Trump. Yeah. Let me just say that right <laughs> now. <laughs> Three Supreme Court justices. Yeah. That's why we won yeah. on the Texas case. Right. And that's right. why I'm praying that we win on this yeah. next one, because when he said, I'm yeah. appointing justices who recognize rule of law, who recognize that are not judicial activists, who are constitutionalists. Right. We said, that's right. And that that's that's what we need. And that's that's how we that's how we worked on that issue. Let me just say, Benny, also that, you know, those people who view abortion in such terms, they're sort of late comers to this also because 
this issue was not such a partisan issue no, it wasn't. back in the beginning. You had mm -mm. Democrats who were as staunch pro-life well, as you and me. Governor Casey, right? Yes. The Casey decision is named, the loss uh, fell on a Democratic governor yeah. from, from Pennsylvania yeah. who was a pro-life Democrat who was barred from speaking yeah. at the Democratic convention. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the end for pro-life Democrats. And when I first came to Washington as a young lobbyist, there was a law, a bunch of pro-life Democrats, particularly from the South. I mean, really good men and women. And I watched those numbers get smaller and smaller and smaller as they kicked them out of their party yeah. and they threw them overboard on be and instead chose um, Planned Parenthood and Planned Parenthood primaried them and they kept yeah. losing. And guess what? They kept losing those states too. That's right. I'm like, right. well, they can choose. Do yeah. you ever want to carry you know, Alabama, Mississippi, some of these other states, or do you want to actually support Planned Parenthood? You're going to have to pick. Yeah. And they're like, well, so far, yeah, this, they don't really care about the politics. Yeah. The extremism that we have seen where it's dogmatic, mm -hmm. it's a recent development. Even with Joe Biden, we've talked about how he was against the taxpayer funding of abortion yes. earlier in yes, his well, career. Yes, and I talked to him about that. Yeah. Again, when I was a young 20-something lobbyist yeah. running around Capitol Hill, this is way pre 9-11. You, you had way more access to the Senate floor and to members back then. And so, and still today, really, like, you know, you can kind of loiter outside the Senate and talk to pretty much anybody you want to, probably not as easily now, but, um, but at the time, for a long time, you really could. And I had many conversations with Joe Biden on abortion when he was a senator and he you know, and it was always, he always voted with us on the Hyde Amend Amendment. He always voted with us on, um, against taxpayer funding for abortion. And he'd always say, boy, my sister would kill me if I voted mm -hmm. wrong on that. You know, she's pro-life and she volunteers at a pregnancy care center. And, and like, you know, there's a lot of Catholic women in his state. And then he sold his soul. He sold his soul to the Obama administration and that Joe's gone. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to be in prayer for this mm -hmm. case. It is very important, again, not politically but for the culture, the sort of society we want to be as a country, uh, the community we want to have. We want to support all women and have a place where we value every life as uh, created in the image of God. And that's what we're going to give our life to. Well, I'm excited to have that discussion on a state-by-state -state basis. Sure. And uh, But please be in prayer. Be in prayer for the DOBS, D-O-B-B-S case. You can find out more information about that on concernedwomen.org. Follow us on social media. Follow me personally on social media. We'll be talking about that as uh, as things move forward. Again, we think um, oral arguments will be end of November, beginning of December, perhaps. We'll be in front of the Supreme Court. It's usually right. snowing when that happens <laughs> or 150 degrees. Right. It's, it's never easy weather because nope. I'm, I'm convinced that God wants to make sure we mean it. <laughs> exactly so, right. so. Oh, thank you for tuning in, Mario. Thank you for My being pleasure. on and, and hopefully bringing some clarity to this issue. Again, come to concernwomen.org. You can even send in questions if you have further questions that so we'd love to answer them for you. We have a lot of information. Once you get through that, through sort of the, the talking points, and if you still have questions, let us know. We'd love to answer them for you. So thank you. Thank you for being on Concern Women. Today, thank you for tuning into our podcast. God bless you and God bless America. So while we were sitting here, I have to give a little update. We just got the actual date of the Supreme Court oral argument in the Dobbs case. 
It's December 1st. So mark that on your calendar for prayer, but also if you'd like to join Concerned Women for America for prayer on the steps of the Supreme Court while the court is inside debating this historical issue, then come to our website at Concerned Women for America and sign up to join us in person on December 1st at the Supreme Court. Thanks for listening. Concerned Women Today is a ministry of Concerned Women for America, bringing you biblical perspective to today's most pressing issues. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. We pray this episode has been a blessing to you. For more information, visit ConcernedWomen.org. That's ConcernedWomen.org.